Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So listen, uh, I understand we have uh, America's Mayor. He's on the line right now, and uh, we're going to bring him in. Of course, uh, America's Mayor and a great patriot, uh, Rudy Giuliani. And, uh, you know, I want to ask Rudy Giuliani, of course, when we say America's Mayor, he was there on 9-11. And let's bring him in. Uh, before. Well, first of all, how are you doing, Mr. Mayor? I'm doing great, doing absolutely great. I had a uh, procedure about three weeks ago for stents and uh the doctor said I would be 100% within about 10 days, and I am. Oh, that's great. Wow, and you, you sound really good. And so before we get into, you know, January 6th committee and the, your brilliant son, Andrew, I'm, I'm really interested in getting your thoughts on the Saudi-sponsored Live Golf Tournament kicking off today out there in the former President Trump's Bedminster Golf Course. I want to get your thoughts uh, because who better? I mean, you're, you're close to Trump, uh, President Trump, and you're – you know, again, America's mayor, and you're all-knowing. You're omniscient, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, so so, give us your thoughts, please, uh, Mr. Mayor. Sure. I, they're, they're a little complicated by the fact that I have a lot of emotion about the, you know, 19 of the 20 people being Saudi. Uh, I don't I don't. No, when, when, you say the, people, when you say people, you mean hijackers. The killers. The <laughs> right. killers. Yeah, yeah I, right. I mean the murderers, the animals, right. whatever you want to call them. Uh, who I'm, who I'm sure are in hell right now. Uh, the, the, I, I, I don't blame it on the Saudi government, and I don't think the United States should make Saudi Arabia an enemy as a result of it. I think it, I think it, I do blame people in Saudi Arabia in high places, but that's a very complicated place. Uh, I mean, I just don't have anything to do with Saudi Arabia because I can't do it. You know, you know what I mean? It's an emotion yeah. more than it is a logical. If I were president, I would deal with Saudi Arabia. For the good of the United States, right? As we uh, as I'd we al- have done, but I'd always have I'd always have a feeling, a funny feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's funny, Woody, about what you're saying is I had a good, a very very good friend of mine yesterday, and he said to me, "I got to tell you," he goes, "You know, if it wasn't Donald Trump hosting this event, because you love Trump and Bernie loves Trump and you all love Trump, if it was Joe Biden hosting this event." You guys would be killing Joe Biden, traitor, 9-11. But because it's Trump. No, listen, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm telling you, we yeah. are so divided as a country. That's what people think. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is a complicated one. I mean, uh, you, 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 you see the reaction in him having to go to Saudi Arabia and, and beg because he didn't have a good relationship with him. Uh, Saudi Arabia is, a, is, a, is definitely a flawed country. There's no doubt about that, but the reality is, but the reality is that we have to we have to deal with them. I mean, they're a they're a country that uh, has not only oil, but it's got a great deal of influence in the region. It, it's a check on Iraq, so Iran. I don't think we I, I don't think we can just ignore Saudi Arabia. No, the enemy of our enemy is our friend. Uh, yeah, they are a big check that they're allied with Israel against Iran. And that's a huge deal. Uh, the, the, the Trump got, got them t- together for the Abraham Accords. That's a big deal. And uh, t- so, anyway, anyway, thank you for sharing your thoughts on that, Sid. 
You have uh, you have the floor, Sid Rosenberg. Well, let's get right to this city. I mean, it's uh, you've had this ongoing battle with Eric Adams. I'm proud to say we were at the forefront of all that. Uh, me and Bernie, and yeah. day one, I, I, I'm the one who actually told you, Rudy, that Eric was calling you a racist for your tactics. And of course, we know that's ridiculous. So what you did in this city was nothing short of amazing. And knowing still, all this, he still continues to act the same way. He's done nothing to change anything. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's um. It's more annoying in some ways than de Blasio. De Blasio, you know, acted stupid and talked stupid. Right? And he did, he, did, he did dumb things, and he said dumb things. This guy says the right things and does the wrong things. It's, uh, it's, it's really um, – but, you know, look, back in 1997, for a year or so, he was going around saying what a great mayor I was. He even registered as a Republican. And he, I believe he endorsed me for re-election, but he does have a quote saying how much better I was than Dinkin. So now I'm a racist for the things that made me better than Dinkins. So I don't take him ser- seriously, and I don't mind that. I mean, if he would do a good job as mayor, it doesn't even affect me if you call me a racist anymore. It stopped affecting me 20 years ago. Uh, the first time I was called a racist, I probably – you know, shrunk up and said, oh, my God, am right. I? Am I really a racist? Oh, yeah. And then you examine it and you realize, no, I'm not. I like everybody or I don't like everybody. It really depends on what they're like. Right. Uh, and uh, they're, they're the racist. They're the ones who want to put race as, a, as an issue in everything and are dividing us. Right. So the, the main thing that bothers me about him, I don't – I mean, um, uh, Michael Goodwin wrote articles that he should come and talk to me, uh, or maybe he should talk to uh, Bernie Carrick or uh, or Howard or Howard Schaefer. I don't know if he talks to Bratton. It doesn't sound like he does. I mean, look, he has in the city, whether he likes me or not, the person who reduced crime more than any person in the history of America. No, no one's ever come close to a 65 percent reduction in crime in any city in the United States. I do know how to do it. I also did it in 15 different places other than the United States. In, in, uh, in Colombia, I reduced crime uh, by I mean, 40% in one city in a year. Uh, so I, I really know how to do it. I, and I know exactly what he's doing wrong. I don't even have to – and I could figure it, out, figure it out if he would show me the Comstat books. I could figure out, for example – the stuff on the subways, I'm not going to say it's easy to do, but it's the easiest to do. Look at it this way. Crime in the open is crime you should be able to stop. Where you're going to have difficulties, whether it's me or Kelly or Bloomberg or whatever, is crime that's hidden, domestic violence, even organized crime that, you know, they, they do the best they can to hide it. But when people are assaulting people on the street. This is a question of anticipation, setting up red zones, having your cops in the right place, uh, getting a few wrong, but then based on the ones that you get wrong, getting it right. I can't tell you how often we switch police around, right? We'd, we'd, uh, we'd get rid of all the, all the uh, auto thefts in one area. All of a sudden, they'd move someplace else. We'd move someplace else. We'd get rid of it there. They'd move. We'd move. They'd move. We'd move. By the time you do that, you either wear them out or, or you send them to New Jersey, one or the other. Right? Yeah. 
No, listen, it's, it's inexplicable. I mean, uh, that he doesn't come. You are the authority on reducing crime, and it's downright stupid that he doesn't come to you for advice on how to do just that. Amir Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid show. Amir Giuliani, we, we have limited time, so I want to get to the January 6th committee. Uh, uh, initially, it started out that the, the investigating Trump fomenting an insurrection. Now they're down to, well, well, it took Trump too long to tweet about the, uh, you know, the riots or whatever that was going down there in, uh, in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I want to get your thoughts on that. I know they subpoenaed you uh, the, the, for testimony down in They want to bring you down to Atlanta. They want to depose you. So your thoughts on all that, please, sir. Sure, sure. Well, January 6th started out as a tremendous exaggeration. I don't think that's an accident. I think it was a plot uh, to make Trump look bad. I mean, it, it hardly was 9-11. It wasn't Pearl Harbor. It wasn't the Civil War. It wasn't even an insurrection since nobody had a gun. It's the only insurrection without anybody bringing a gun. Uh, Trump had nothing to do with it. Uh, the FBI has already put out a statement that they can find no evidence of pre-planning. So, uh, I mean, they, they're going to try to charge him with this by me- mental telepathy. You know, he, he didn't do enough, therefore, they, they, they first of all, they had already started before he didn't do enough, right? Yeah, he had told right. them to go there peacefully, and he, his if you, if you want to be honest about it, unlike a lot of these Democrats who, who, who cause riots by the wild and crazy language they use, he actually told them to go there peacefully and patriotically. Uh, and, and he yeah. wasn't winking when he did it. I mean, no, it's on tape and they won't use it. And then, and then, okay, he reacted. I don't know. I don't, I wasn't with him that day. I, uh, there were two telephone calls that are listed between me and the White House that day. But I, you know, I call, I call hundred people in the White House. So I don't know if they were with me and him. I don't remember talking to him until later in the day. But it, it might have taken him a while to figure out what was going on. He was watching Fox. He wasn't watching uh, the the. Uh, newspapers that were making it into the civil war he was watching uh, or television stations and he if he reacted a little too late my goodness it took uh it took obama i think a week to react to react to benghazi that's true is he responsible for the killings of that yeah no but hillary yeah, was point. good point <laughs> And then, by the way, that's the, reacting late is not fomenting an insurrection no. in, in any case. No. So, uh, nope. and the whole, the whole I, mean, I don't know if he did or he didn't react late. You'd have to know what he knew and when he knew it. And uh, I didn't know how bad it was until late in the afternoon, but I was doing other things. And actually, I was probably the first one to see the Ashley Babbitt uh, film done by uh, John Sullivan, the, Sullivan, the yeah. Antifa guy. I probably was the first one to see it. Nobody had, 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 had bothered to look at it. I saw it that afternoon. And it's the first time I realized how bad it was from his. And I'm also saying to myself, how the hell is an Antifa guy getting getting this access? And how come he's not arrested? He was talking about burning down the White House. Hmm. And right. and then it looked to me like it looks to me like a documentary on the murder of Ashley Babbitt. How could he be doing a documentary on the murder of Ashley Babbitt if he didn't know it was going to happen? I mean, sometime watch that thing right straight through. It looks like it's building to a climax, and it looks like people are being pointed in a particular direction. So from the very beginning, from the very beginning, the first time I saw the the shooting, I had a police officer with me, a detective, first-grade detective, retired. He and I looked at each other, and we said, holy, 
I won't tell you what else they said. This looks like a first-degree murder case. Wow. I no mean, kidding. They yell, well, they, you know, people don't remember it, but they yell out gun. Everybody backs off. And two guys pick her up. And then she gets shot. Jeez. What are they doing picking her up after the word gun mm. is said? Mm. It's, uh, it and, sounds like, uh, yeah. No, and, it, she was, and she was, she wasn't, I mean, th- this is a little hard to tell. You can't tell whether she's moving forward or not. Mm. But more, but she, she didn't jump over. Two people lifted her up. And it, and one view of it, she could look like a target. And you see a gun, and then Sullivan, the Antifa guy, doesn't bother to take a, take a picture of the shooter. He leaves him out of the shot. And the guy who did it, was under arrest, under indictment, for being involved in a, a, a inciting a riot in Utah where a guy was killed. <laughs> and he killed Ashley Babbitt. Wow. Uh, listen, we got to run, Rudy. Just an, another amazing appearance. Nobody loves you more. Maybe Andrew does. But outside of Andrew, <laughs> then uh, Bernie and Sid, <laughs> we love you. you that much. Thank you. And we're proud of you and your son, by the way. you got uh, huge fans here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. Make sure you check out Rudy every afternoon for stuff like he just gave us. 3 o'clock every weekday. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.